What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hapticast, episode number 107. My name is Josh Toll, and I'm joined by my good friend, Brett Roberts, as always. Brett, hello. How are you? Nice. I'm doing good. Uh, welcome to Haptic Intel. Welcome to Haptic This is Haptic Intel's video game podcast where we talk about video games, uh, reacting to the weekly news, stuff like that. We have a great show for everybody today, Brett. But first of all, I want to say something. Oh, no. Succession is over. The show on the show. HBO. The show is over. And I'm CEO. So, Josh won. I won. Congratulations. Anyway, this is a video game podcast. We have a great show for everybody today. Uh, we will be probably talking succession a little bit, though, just so everybody knows at the top of the show. Um, I'm very red. I look angry. I don't know what's going on with that. So hopefully you listen to this on uh, audio platforms. So let's see. First of all, we have a bunch of new people subscribing. So I want to thank people for that. Uh, yeah. Lots of new subscribers, lots of new viewers. Um, so that's been great. Uh, I think our goal is still, you know, obviously to hit a thousand subs if we can or more by the end of the year. Uh, and I think we're on track with that. I was looking at some analytics today. Um, so, you know, people could uh, help us with that. That'd be great. Yeah. And I think you and I could talk about some kind of a giveaway or doing something, you know, a goal for if we hit that 1000 subscriber mark. Sure. You get to play Smash Brothers online with us uh, and we win. That doesn't sound like a very good reward. I don't know. That would Why be cool, not? though, doing a live stream where people can join and just play Smash with us. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, but dude, the fucking lag is so bad. Yeah, but people do it. People do do it. But I almost feel like playing an older version of Smash online with like a mod would be better oh, than Smash for 4. For sure. Smash Ultimate. For sure, but we can't use Dolphin on Steam. Because... Yeah, see, I... Yeah. Can't use Dolphin on Steam. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, anyway, speaking of, we have a good show for everybody today. So we'll be doing our media consumption update like we always do. Um, some upcoming video game releases, including a couple big ones coming. Um, mainly, obviously, we're talking about Silent Hill, uh, Ascension with the new trailer, and also looping in there just some other stuff about as far as uh, Dusk Golem saying that we could expect more trailers, you know, for like all of, like the heavy hitters that have been announced uh, from Konami in regards to Silent Hill. We'll be talking about that. Um, talking about CD Projekt Red dismissing rumors about being acquired by Sony. Um, again, talking about Nintendo and emulation yet again. Um, talking about Comcast trying to get into video games, which uh, again, uh, I, not good. Um, <laughs> talking about uh, Nvidia just had their their keynote a couple days ago, two days ago at the time of recording this, uh, was something really, really fucking massive there. That's kind of mind blowing um that they uh, unveiled and talked about and then we're gonna also we're just wrap up the quick our quick playstation showcase general thoughts as i mentioned on the stream last week for the showcase uh in summary it was bad but we have some voicemails from the audience which you can also call and leave in a voicemail if you want to get heard on the show thoughts ideas questions comments corrections ideas thoughts i don't know what i know it's a lot of things you could do yeah whatever you want basically uh that is so you can call 904 true cult that's 904-878-2858 and maybe you'll get heard on the show if we like what you have to say so you know or just i don't know fart into the microphone too so maybe we'll put it in our soundboard i'd love that yeah i would literally add it to our soundboard if you did that so yeah so anyway without further ado let's let's hop into it shall shall we uh media consumption update uh, what we're playing, watching, doing, reading, you know, any any form of media that we're consuming. Yeah. So I think you're Let's up. Why don't you it. go? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll go first. So 
I'll start with uh, a movie that both of us have watched over the weekend. That's Sisu. Yeah. Sifu. So Sisu is a new movie. It's an action movie. It's a revenge tale. It's literally John Wick, but with uh, Nazis, basically. Yeah. And uh, I'm here to tell you it slapped. I liked it a lot. I think I liked it more than you. You didn't seem as high on it as I did, but I liked it. You liked it. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, we both enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to close my window. I totally forgot to do that. Apologies. Um, But yeah, I I had a good time with Sisu. Um, I don't And this is a very minor spoiler, but my review basically sums up the movie as we should normalize throwing mines at Nazis heads. Yeah, um, because that's something that happens in the film. Uh, they throw it like a frisbee. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so that's what we need to normalize that. That needs to be something that we do. And uh, yeah, I like that movie a lot. It was pretty cool. Now, here's the thing, Josh. I found out that Netflix actually just released a movie uh, with a very similar plot about a, a gold miner that gets chased by Nazis. Huh. I heard that well, huh. I wondered, actually that there's this thing called twin films. Have you heard of this? Twin films. No, I mean, as a concept, I don't think so. No. So it's basically when a script is like shopped around different production studios and it gets picked up by one, but another studio tries to like cash in on that Mm. and they make a movie that is like really, really similar. And I'm not talking about like Transformers and Transmorphers where they just kind of like rip off. Like it's not quite the same thing. Like it wasn't, the plot wasn't exactly the same. They just take the general theme of the movie. Like it was about a gold miner. I don't, I don't even think it was in English. I think it was a foreign film where mm-hmm. it, was, it was also kind of a foreign film as well. But uh, this was even more of a foreign film where like everything was in a different language. So yeah, I, I learned about that. Uh, and I think that's pretty abysmal. Well, I feel like we've seen that before. I didn't realize it was like a thing thing, but I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently that's a thing. So yeah. anyways, I watched Sisu. I liked it a lot. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Tears of the Kingdom. Mm-hmm. I'm about 30-something hours in. I just beat the third dungeon, or the third, uh, yeah, third dungeon, temple, the third temple. Mm-hmm. So I have one more left. I think I'm going to stop and do a shitload of shrines and get my health up. Yeah. Because I'm getting one-shotted by everything still. Mm-hmm. It's really bad. I have, like, nine hearts, and I'm just getting... I, I know. My stamina is two full circles. So we get it, dude. No, I'm just saying, what are you doing to yourself? I'm just playing the game. You're making it harder. You're making it like Dark Souls, dude. Well, I I am. And I like that. But it is getting a little ridiculous where uh, I feel like certain things are really cheap. Like in a boss fight, I'll die. And I'm like so close to beating it. So, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to grind a little bit. Sometimes you just need hearts to just plow through it. Right. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's cool and all. I'm I'm loving Tears of the Kingdom still. I'm loving Zelda. But here's the thing, dude. This mm-hmm. weekend for me was just big events and finales, season finales, series finales. A lot of stuff came out in the world of TV. Um, so first of all, I watched. I didn't list it here. I forgot. But I watched AEW's pay per view, Double or Nothing, mm, how was Sunday that? night. Um, I had a great time with it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, if you're a wrestlehead, you know. Uh, you know, it was a pretty good pay-per-view. The beginning kind of dragged a little bit, uh, but it and, and not really, but kind of. And by the end, it had a double main event. So the first main event was the uh, World Heavyweight Championship match. MJF versus Jungle Boy versus Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara, a.k.a. the four pillars of AEW, the four young talents that were signed day one 
all competing in a fatal four-way match for the title. It was phenomenal. Might have been the match of the year. Wow. Uh, I'm I'm really happy for the guy the guys in the match because they're all so young and they they've been known to like botch a little bit here and there. There were very minimal botches. Everything went over very smoothly. The match was fantastic. Uh, we knew who was going to win, and that's fine. Uh, but it, it was great. And then the final main event of the night was the Elite versus the Blackpool Combat Club, which is John Moxley, Claudio, uh, Castagnoli, a.k.a. Cesaro, Daniel Bryan, and Wheeler Yuta. Uh, and that was also a bloody fucking mess of a match. They had a band playing Wild Thing for like John Moxley's entrance music live on st- like at the top of the stage and just like last year where they played his theme song throughout the whole match the band played the whole match uh and they did not stop performing until the elite walked over to him they're like dude what the fuck why are you still playing and the singer ripped his shirt open and he had a blackpool combat club t-shirt on that's cool and they super kicked him and then that's when it, it was that's over cool. that's cool so it was a really cool cool main event double main event and i had a lot yeah. of fun with it but here's the thing I watched that, and in doing so, I did not watch the succession finale until like 1.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that in a minute, because I know we both watched that. I'll use that as my segue for us to kind of discuss that a little bit. Mm-hmm. I watched the first episode of Silo yesterday. Mm. I finished it. I know I told you I started it. I finished mm-hmm. it. I'm intrigued about yeah. the sci-fi world a lot. It's interesting, dude. It's cool. Uh, I think it's really funny, like... Basically, they live in a world where, like, you say, I want to leave the silo. And they're like, okay, well, now you have to leave. And they, they put you out there. And, like, your one job is to, like, wipe the camera lens. And then you die. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, that that's what yeah. happens. So, um, um, I don't think that's actually what happens. I think it's a ruse. We'll dude, see. Dude, you, you, I, I'm telling you, if you get to the twist in this, whenever it happens in the show, are you watching it? I am. I'm behind. I'm only. Okay. I'm, still, I'm still only on the third episode. I'm reading okay. the books right now. If right, you right. get to it, and you don't want to pull your eye sockets out of your head, and tell me that is not the coolest thing you've ever seen in sci-fi, just as a concept, besides what I told you with Arrival last week, then you never have to take a recommendation of mine ever again. Okay. Can I tell you my hypothesis of what I think is happening? Uh, sure. Yeah. So I don't want to know. But just so I can say I'm right, if I'm right or, you know, whatever, I'm close. So just from the first episode, it seems as if they live in a experiment of some sort in which I'm not looking at your face either. They they're in an experiment of sorts and they're allowed to leave whenever they want. However, they have to say they want to leave to leave. And that's why when you say it, you have to leave. Um, That's my theory. And I'm sure it's much more than that. But. That's it. Okay. Is that an interesting theory? It's a very interesting theory. Okay. It's a very interesting theory. Okay. Um, so that's that. And then I also watched the finale, the series finale. Mm. I'm sorry. I'll start with this. The season finale of Yellow Jackets season two. Oh. oh. I'm down on that show. Uh, the ending you, of the second season. You're telling me season. not to watch it? The second season sucked, in my opinion. All right. I'm not Completely watching Completely fell flat. I feel like, and this is, listen, I'm not like... I, I probably shouldn't even say this, but yeah. I feel like every male character in that show is written to be a fucking maroon, dude. A mark? A mark, dude. A fucking mark. A bunch of jobbers. And, and listen, I, I love the show. Season one, I loved. And I'm not complaining that it's a, a female-led show. I just feel like every male character is a cuck or a criminal or an abysmalite 
or they die. Okay. Just like real life. Just like real life. Um, but that's not why I didn't like it. I just yeah. feel like the ending happened. It was just out of nowhere and certain things happened in the scene. I just am not a fan. So gotcha. I might be dropping that show. We'll see. Okay. But the bigger thing that happened was the series finale of Barry. Mm-hmm. The entire series is wrapped up. I'm here to tell you this show could have ended season three and everything would have been fine. They did not need the fourth season. Really? They didn't need it. Wow. It's cool that it exists. They do a time skip eight years later. A lot is different. A lot changes. I'm here to tell you they didn't need to do it. Did not need. Are to you happen. telling me I shouldn't watch the last season? You should. You should. Okay. I still think it's good and it's it's artsy and I think Bill Hader does some really cool stuff. Yeah. And I think. Can you hear that really by f- the way? There's like work going on outside of my house. Just barely. Okay. Um, you don't have to mute yourself or anything. Okay. I uh, I think Bill Hader does a lot of cool stuff with the character of Barry, and I think he does a lot of. I mean, he's a writer too, and I think I think there's a lot of cool stuff that happens, um, and a lot of like really funny. He's funny, dude. Like he thinks about certain things that you don't really think about, like, and this is I guess kind of a spoiler, but I'm just gonna say it because it's not really a spoiler. But there's a scene where Barry goes, he needs guns, and he's like, like he's on a war path, he's like going to kill someone. And he goes to a Walmart and just walks in and says, I need guns. And he walks out with like an arsenal strapped to his back. No questions asked. Mm-hmm. But like, that's such like a Bill Hader joke of like just being able to walk into a Walmart and just get yeah. all these weapons. Listen, dude, America. For real. Uh, and there's also like a lot of um, tongue in cheek, like Hollywood jokes, like against Hollywood. Um, so, yeah, I think you should watch it. However, I don't I don't think it was necessary. Now, here's the thing, Josh. I say that, but here's a show that just another show that just ended succession. Yeah. The series finale. And I don't want to spoil anything for our friends watching because mm-hmm. uh, it, the finale did just happen. And we do have some friends that are watching it as well. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the, well, I kind of know, but let our, let our people know. What did you think of the succession finale? I'm still pretty mixed on it. I mean, I don't think it's bad and I think everything makes sense and I'm totally fine with the way that it concludes. Right. And who becomes CEO and all that crap to me, it just I I feel like it didn't resolve or give me anything, which is fine. And there's a lot of shows where that works, but it also to say why I really don't like it, it would be a spoiler. But I just you invest all this time and to not get rewarded at all a little bit feels bad to me. and. I know it's hard to end TV shows, but it ended very moody and contemplative and abysmal. And it gave you nothing that you wanted and very abruptly. Yeah. I mean, the resolution happens in the span of like 12 minutes. Very little closure. It's an hour and a half episode. And yeah, the resolution is very quick. Right. And the buildup to the resolution is awesome. But when the resolution finally happens, it's like a puff of smoke. And then that's it. So So I was on. I agree with you. I was on board with you. Like that is exactly how I felt the first day or so after I watched it. And then I was online and I was reading some stuff and I texted you some things as the kind of softened that for me a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then I think about Barry and I think about how they did have that extra season. And I, cause I said to you, like they could have even just one more episode. I feel like of succession would have done so good and it would have done so much for them. 
But then I think about Barry and I'm like, they had a whole extra season and I almost feel like they ruined it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. I, I, I need to sit on it a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I, I need to sit on it a little bit more because I put it in the yeah. upper echelon with like breaking bad and better call Saul. And when those shows ended, I was like, what a show. Yeah. yeah. And not because I necessarily liked what happened either. It's just, it was what it was and it was perfect. And this show had ended and I was like, Oh, Okay. However, I'll say this, though. I, The Sopranos, also one of the greatest TV shows of all time, in my opinion. I felt the same way about the ending initially when I watched it. And then over time, I was like, you know what? That's such a fucking big dick move to end it that way. I'm good with it. So, yeah. And I kind of feel the same way about Succession because I feel like the, the showrunners were like, we don't owe them anything, the viewers. Like, we've been telling them this whole time that all of these characters, every character on this show is a piece of shit. We've literally shown them. And even with like Walter White, you wanted Walter to win, even though he was the bad guy, mm-hmm. right? Objectively, he was the the criminal, the bad guy, the villain of the story. But you wanted him to win because he was your guy. And I, I should probably stop now because I don't want to spoil anything for Succession. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like a lot of people are upset because they didn't get what they wanted. Yeah. But I think that that's the whole point. Yeah, I I agree. You know, I mean, and it's corporate America. And there's a comment made by the person, the actor that became the actor or actress that became the the winner of the whole the thing. winner of the whole thing said something very poignant about that. It's just corporate America and the wheel keeps on churning. And that is the ending. Yeah. So that's right. All right. Anyway, what else are you watching? Um, yes. So I watched the first episode of I Think You Should Leave the new season. It came out. Um I'm hearing uh, not great things, my man. I didn't love the first episode. And it um after the first sketch, now I will say I still laughed and there's some some gems in there. But after the first sketch I was like, "Oh no. Have we taken like the beer goggles off and we realize what's going on now? Is is every bit the same thing?" And that's how I feel after the first episode where I was like, is, is, is the Tim Robinson isms becoming too much? So we need to go back to, to Detroiters for a little bit, I think. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, man, I still laughed a lot. There's some great parts There's some great bits, some very memorable moments, but, um, it's a lot of the same. Um, I don't really know, I guess what else I expected. But maybe this is why sketch comedy shows don't go on forever. Yeah, I'm excited to to check it out. So anyway, but I, I mean, that's only the first episode. I still want to watch. I'm going to watch everything. Obviously, I'm going to fucking here for it. So uh, succession. We talked about books. Um, I started the second book in the silo series called Shift. Uh, nice. I'm about three quarters of the way through that. So that's pretty good. Uh, What's the third, third book called? The Experiment, where you can leave if you just tell everyone that you want to know no the third oh. book is called dust ah. so it's uh, what you it's, turn to if you participate in the experiment will shift and then dust and i have a bone to pick with amazon about shift okay, okay. i bought i bought the other two books because i had wool but i bought the other two books that matched the version i had of wool like the covers like it's yeah, a yeah. set like it's a set and they sent me dust first which made no sense they sent me dust first and it matches. 
I got I got shift, dude. The cover that they sent me does not match what I ordered, and it doesn't match my set, and I'm not happy about it. Did it match what you? So it, it's not what you ordered at all. No, the cover. I mean, the, it's the book I ordered. The right. contents are the same, but the cover is different. Complain. Yeah. How much was it? If it's less than ten dollars, then don't worry about it. Oh, I don't know. It was maybe like fourteen bucks. Quite but um, I really wanted to start reading it because I had finished the first book, so I might read it and then return it. <laughs> I'd go go to Barnes and Noble and buy the version I want just nice. to complete. So there's that games playing Tears of, Tears of the Kingdom. I have nothing new to say about that other than it's slick. I keep running into main story quests that I don't mean to. Like I'm like doing shrines and like finding shrines in certain areas and I keep running into stuff from the main story. And oh, really? Yeah. Like by accident, because we're not tracking any quests. And I did this one shrine. Not well, I did the shrine into something else. It, it's the like how I play the game. It's like, oh, what's that? And you go over there and then I went over there and I did something and then I got something and I was like, oh, I didn't want to do this yet. Oh, I didn't want to uh. do this yet. And then I did it and I was like, well. I did it. And then the next shrine I went to was in a place where I was like, oh, this is cool. What's going on here? And it locked me into a main story quest to finish uh, something. And I was like, I don't want to do this yet. So, yeah. That's good, though. I mean, your natural instinct is to explore where the... Yeah, but I don't, want to, I don't want to do any of that crap yet. Right. So, anyway. Nothing new to say about that. Movies. Sisu, we already talked about. I have something else that I don't know if you knew. Maybe if you saw it on Letterboxd. Um, I saw The Little Mermaid. Who wants to play that shit? And I'm here to tell you. I don't good. know about you, but that shit ain't balling. I... I'm here to tell you it's good. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, I'm really... I First of all, I didn't really want to see it. Okay? There was some time with family yesterday, and, you know, it was what was decided. You went to the movies on Memorial Day? Dude. Against my better judgment, but you know what? It paid off because it wasn't bad. However, there's 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 two things that are terrible. Well, three. First what of all, what was the format of the film? What do you mean? Was it a standard? A standard. IMAX Dolby. Oh, Dolby, Dolby, Dolby. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Sorry. I'll relax a little bit. Dolby. Um. Three things. One. All of the non-human characters looked like shit. And even the human characters look like shit. Some of the CG is really just... <laughs> it's, like, bad. It's just not And it's looking. Disney, bro. What? Dude, dude this is the... Stu- you have access to fucking Weta and ILM. Like, what are we doing, dude? Well, they don't anyway. need to, obviously, because the movie's, like, making a lot of money, isn't it? Yeah. I don't... Whatever. Um, there's a song added that is horrendous. And my third issue comes stems from that is that it's written by Lin-Manuel Miranda and it sounds like any other Lin-Manuel Miranda rap song. And it's awful. You ready for this? You ready? Wait, so they just, did they just write a song for Little Mermaid? Yeah. Well, and they he, just added he, it. He was a producer and he they changed some of the other lyrics and verses and stuff like that. And he did some of the music, but they added a completely new song. There was another there's another couple of new songs, too, which I actually liked. Um, and all of the classic songs were in there. Um, but you know, the birds scuttle. Yeah. Aquafina, right? Yes. Which Aquafina is great. I, I like Aquafina and I think she's actually fine as scuttle, but the bird's name is scuttle. And the song that she sings is called scuttlebutt. 
dude it's so bad it is how do so they bad. how do they explain scuttle talking underwater scuttle actually never talks underwater in the trailer you literally see scuttle in the water he's in or she's in the water but i don't remember her talking in the water i don't know who cares dude fucking mermaids dude there's baby squirrels outside my window right now nice dude baby Sorry. um so yeah it's bad it needs to stop but other than that i thought it was good and dude <sighs> melissa mccarthy plays um ursula, ursula. yeah oscar level performance i'm not kidding dude she fucking kills it kills it javier bardem's in it he's good the guy that plays the prince is good uh the hallie bailey that plays little mermaid i thought was excellent she plays uh, little mermaid she plays the little mermaid ariel whatever um so anyway that's it we should move on oh, i'm glad you liked it yeah we should move on we're 30 minutes into the show and we haven't talked about video games really so all right well josh yeah Yes. Roll the intro. Why is that? up everybody let's do it uh upcoming video game releases we don't have an ad today um oh i hear myself upcoming video game releases we have the system shock remake releasing for pc mm. on may 30th this game is not doing too hot mm. that's unfortunate uh that's mm. today it came out today because ken levine is not involved uh gunfire reborn i'm looking into this real quick this is a game I have on Steam Deck that I think yeah, actually it's, it's coming to con it's coming to console now or the PlayStation consoles. Okay, it's coming out tomorrow or uh, in two days, June first. That game slaps. I I highly recommend that. Street Fighter Six is coming out June second. That's for PC, PS Five, Xbox Series S and X, and PS Four. And then We Love Katamari Reroll and Royal Reverie comes out for PC, PS Five, Xbox Series S and X, PS Four, Xbox One, and Switch on June second. I uh, played. We love Katamari Reroll on my Switch. Mm -hmm. Very confusing game. I don't know what I'm doing. You just collect shit in your body. That's right. Uh, Amnesia the Bunker comes out on PC, PS5, Xbox Series, SNX, PS4, and Xbox One on June 6th. Josh. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a game coming. R remind me. Is it Amnesia the Bunker that's coming out on Game Pass? Uh, or am I thinking of hang on, at last see. trials? Well, out no, uh, game pass. 
Uh, no, it is. A, it is coming to Game Pass. Amnesia the Bunker is coming to Game Pass. There you go. That's what I was thinking of. So. Is that a multiplayer game or a single player game? Single player. Okay. Well, enjoy that on Game Pass uh, for PC and Xbox, I saw. And then the big one, ladies and gents, Diablo 4 comes out on PC, PS5, Xbox Series, SNX, PS4, Xbox One on June 6th or June 2nd. If you got the special cool edition for cool guys, if you have that pre-ordered, you get it four days. Is that early. what it's called? I don't know what it's called. That's why I wrote that. Um, that game also had its review embargo drop. And well, I, I forgot to mention Street Fighter 6 had its review embargo drop. It's doing well. Yeah. Diablo 4's review embargo dropped. It's doing even better. Getting yeah. nines and tens. Yeah. So that's pretty Listen, incredible. Dude, we called it the end of last year. This is going to be the biggest game year in video games since like 2017, dude. Yeah, it's a it's a big one. A lot of big games coming out. All right. Well, that's all I got for you in terms of video game releases. Let's hop into our stories, Josh. Which one do you want to start with first? Let's do Silent Hill first. Let's all get right, it out of the it. way. Well, not get it out of the way, but you know what I mean. So our, ma- our main title topic for whatever the podcast today, whatever this fucking thing is called that we're doing podcast so silent hill ascension dropped the new trailer um and we have some new details and then i also want to talk a little bit about um some comments that dusk golem made um towards the end of last week or maybe it was over the weekend regarding it was dusk golem dusk golem aka the static gamer is a infamous or famous famous leaker famous famous leaker on uh, twitter lots of horror and silent hill stuff so even though they said they were done with leaking and all that stuff yeah, they, they did they've you know they have not been so i'll just say that okay so konami and developer genvid have released a new trailer for the upcoming interactive streaming series silent hill ascension now we can do you want to discuss the trailer here or do you want me to go through some of the other details first and then we can discuss the trailer um, let's go through some of the other details first. Okay. So the series is set to launch in 2023. It promises to incorporate branching storylines and player-based choice, allowing viewers to have a direct and permanent influence on the story and characters. I think a good comparison is like the Dark Pictures games, although it's a little less gamey than that and a little bit more interactive cinematic, it seems like. Yeah, this screams Twitch plays Pokemon to me, where mm-hmm. the community at large will decide what happens to the characters. Yeah, uh, I don't know how that's going to work, but it seems like it's an online stream type right. of thing where you're basically watching and you can contribute to what happens in the game as you play it. Right. So it's apparently going to be a canon entry in the Silent Hill franchise and will stream on the series official website and on multiple devices. So the project's creator include Bad Robot Games, which is J.J. Abrams video game studio and Behavior Interactive. Silent Hill Ascension obviously is one of several projects in development in Konami's Silent Hill franchise. We'll talk about other titles in a second, but real quick, Brett, I want to talk about the trailer. Um, We're not going to play it here due to copyright reasons, obviously, but I watched it and I got to tell you, I liked what I saw. Yeah, me too. Uh, It seems like they're creating, you know, a bunch of new characters, a bunch of new enemies or monsters in the Silent Hill universe, and uh, they're all going to be in this in this series. So I'm excited. It's also being made. I think Behavior is the studio behind uh, Dead by Daylight. Oh, you might be right. Yeah. So they have like some pretty big names. I mean, Bad Robot Games. We, we talked about them getting into video games a couple of years ago on the podcast, mm-hmm. and we kind of speculated on what that meant. Mm-hmm. Funny that like their first big game is actually like a movie or a show. Yeah. yeah. Um, but <laughs> I guess that's besides the point. 
Yeah. So yeah, this is. I think it's pretty cool. What did you? What were your main? Yeah, I, I like it. I, a couple things. Um, first of all, I like all of the creatures and the monsters yeah. and the pure, just the vibes, the scary, spooky, Silent Hill. You're vibes. trying to recreate the the pyramid head. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there's some there's some not good looking stuff in there, and I mean that in the best yeah. way. And yeah. I also I really like to me when I think Silent Hill, I think like existential dread. I think like getting stuck in loops where like fear plays a big factor of it like is what you're seeing real is fear the like what is what loop are you stuck in how are you like getting how are you portraying or how how are you as the protagonist or whatever the character seeing everything like what is going on i think this trailer captures that i think so too so my understanding of the silent hill lore is that the creatures are actually manifestations Mm -hmm. of you or the, the main character and their flaws right so you're led to believe that like every one of these new creatures that they showed off, you know, relates to the main characters in some way, shape or form. And that's why they're being haunted by them. Right. And they keep, they keep kind of hitting you over the head without the trailers. Like, you know, don't like give it, if you give into your fear, like fear is contagious. Like it could infect your family, like your past transgressions, like all of this stuff, really, really cool, like existential dread topics. I think the trailer really just hits, hits, the nail on the head with and uh i like what we saw yeah one of the things that i saw that i thought was really cool was <laughs> there was like a scene where there was a body bag hanging from a ceiling and it was like glitch twitching where like it's twitching in a way that is like unrealistic and it's like almost like the frames are really low mm-hmm. and it reminded me of pt yeah a lot and yeah. i like that so so this is I guess potentially one in a, a string of a couple trailers that we're about to get. So uh, again, I want to go back to Dust Golem, aka Aesthetic Gamer, aka Leaker, whatever. Yeah. Um, this is coming, I believe this is from a Discord thread or their Discord thread. I think they have a Discord community. Um, they said, I don't know the exact date for everything, but I'll just say there's a new Silent Hill 2 remake, Townfall, and Ascension trailer ready to be revealed at least. And this was, I believe, on the 28th. Yeah, so this was Sunday, so this was the day before the trailer dropped. Yeah, and yesterday he actually uh, he posted like a a a weird like I don't even know how to describe it like a poem or something that yeah. like hinted at what was going to be revealed and when we can, we'll expect to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have that on hand. I I just saw it on my Reddit feed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but he basically laid out like we're going to get this here, we're going to get that there, and you yeah, know, we're going to get that whenever. So. Um, but the first of which was again, this Ascension trailer, which he said would be before summer games fest. People asked how soon he said like really soon before June. So that's already done. Yep. Um, summer games fest is coming up in the couple, couple weeks. We have the Xbox showcase coming up. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see the uh, townfall and the silent Hill two remake trailers, uh, pretty imminently. Maybe the last one, I feel like, the the biggest ones out of all those is probably the remake of Silent Hill 2, which I would assume yeah. would probably be at Summer Games Fest, though I don't know. I think it's a Xbox ex- or a PlayStation exclusive. Right. So it wouldn't be at Xbox's show. No, 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 no. So yeah, Summer Games Fest for that. Maybe Townfall we'll see at, at Xbox's conference. I don't know. But uh but yeah, you're definitely right. Those those conferences are right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Summer so, when is Summer Games Fest? It's June 8th. It's next week, isn't it? June I 8th. So, yeah. yeah, I think it's and- next week. Also, I know this is unrelated. Devolver just announced their their E3. Oh, I'm event. there. I'm there. They introduced a new character named Volvi. 
It's oh, a, shit. Volvi. Bro, it's actually genius. They're acting like he has existed. They're like, we're bringing Volvi back. And like, Volvi has never been a thing. And they send influencers t-shirts with like a retro look that have Volvi on them. Mm-hmm. And everyone's tweeting like, oh my God, I used to love Volvi when I was a kid. Like everyone's in on the meme. Mm-hmm. So it's actually pretty cool. But he basically looks like a rat, like a little rat, dude. Dude, I love Devolver so yeah. much. Not only do they, pr- they actually do release and publish incredible games yeah like they always publish incredible games but their marketing team dude and how they frame their showcases is just second to none and i remember being there for the first one if you remember and we didn't know what the fuck was going on yeah and it was more of a cinematic experience than it is an actual conference oh yeah yeah games are second yeah (laughs) although they do obviously show games but But they've built like a whole universe now of lore so it's really really cool so that's silent hill we'll have more on it probably in the coming weeks um looks good check out the trailer if you haven't and uh hopefully we'll have more to talk about specifically silent hill 2 remake listen people are people are sleeping on bloober team i want i want to hear some respect put on their name okay people have no idea people have no idea that that game's gonna be good yeah all right let's move on shall we all right let's move on uh to another story here cd project red dismisses rumors that sony may be acquiring it this is coming from vgc bye bye cd project ceo adam kaczynski which i hope is how you pronounce his name has denied rumors that sony is looking to acquire the company the rumors came after a leaker claim that sony planned to purchase the company which publishes the witcher and cyberpunk 2077 however during an earnings call kaczynski stated that cd project is not for sale and the rumors are untrue he also explained that Cyberpunk 2077, the upcoming Phantom Liberty expansion, will be playable at Summer Games Fest Play Days event. Uh, there was also a PR person from CD Projekt that came out on Twitter and said, we are in no such talks with Sony. Yeah. So I think this is either exactly what someone that doesn't want the news to get out would say, like maybe they're still in the early stages of, right. of talking, or it's not true at yeah. all. So... I would lean towards saying that it's not true, but I'm pretty sure the original source was Jez Corden. Yeah, but he's the one that said it's it's not true. He came out recently. Oh. Or he, he at least retweeted the woman that said oh, it's okay. not true. So maybe he got false information because I, I just I knew I thought the original source was fairly reliable, although I could be I wrong. think it was. I know. I, I think you wrong. are right. I think it was a, a fairly reliable uh, industry leaker that we we've talked about in the past, but mm-hmm. uh, it seems like it's not true. Yeah. Not true, or like you said, they're in the early stages of the deal and they don't want anything falling through, um, or they don't want it to impact sales or, you know, have their investors, whatever, um, you know, so that could make total sense, too. But regardless, I'm also, you know, I'm going to play the Phantom Liberty expansion. I, I expect big things from from this shite game that they've turned into a, a shinier turd. So, right. Okay. All right. What else you got? Oh boy, Brett, we've talked about Nintendo and uh, emulation on this podcast before at nauseum. Um, I got more more bad news for you. Okay, oh, no. Nintendo says that emulation quote stifles innovation. What does that even mean? Well, I'm about to tell you at least what they think it means. So, for those that use Dolphin. Um, or was expecting to use Dolphin via a Steam release, I got bad news for you. Nintendo has blocked the Steam release of GameCube and Wii emulator Dolphin, claiming that it runs illegal copies of games and bypasses copyright protection 
measures. So the emulator has been indefinitely postponed after Nintendo issued a cease and desist notice citing the DMCA, so the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. The Wii common key and cryptographic key used by the Wii to decrypt games appears to be the key issue. I don't really know what any of that crap means, but that's what they cited in the DCMA claim. Nintendo recently issued multiple DCMA, DMCA takedown requests to GitHub to remove a homebrew tool designed to make it possible to play Switch games on an emulator. I'm going to read a quote from a Nintendo spokesperson, Brett. You ready? Hello, Mario. Quote, <laughs> using illegal emulators or illegal, illegal copies of games harms development and ultimately stifles innovation. Nintendo respects the intellectual property rights of other companies and in turn expects others to do the same. End quote. That's it. We're ending the show. No, we're going to play a copyrighted song from their uh, eShop oh, in response. Yes. Okay. This we're is stifling our... their creativity right this, now. Josh. This is our response. We're stifling their creativity. Yeah. So here's the thing. I guess I, I mean, I get it from an like an executive level, like company perspective, right? Yeah. But first of all, not all games on emulators are legal copies. Sometimes people dump their that ROMs, comes. right? Yeah. Um, second of all, it stifles innovation, bro. It literally fosters innovation. People innovate over what you fucking produce on your stinky versions of hardware that can't fucking run an egg timer. Yeah. And I mean, people are, playing, people are playing games that they can't play legally any right. other way. Like old right. Super Nintendo games. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it goes back to our, our issue <clears throat> that we discussed last week. You're taking away these digital storefronts and these digital games and people's access to it. For This is the last line of defense, if you will, with for game preservation with a lot of this stuff. Otherwise, it's just gone. So if you don't want it to happen, well, maybe make it yourself. But the fact that you're saying it stifles innovation, I disagree. Yeah, I think uh, they leave a lot of money on the table, to be honest with you. it's There's just so much money to be made with old, you know, ports of games and, and just allowing us to, to play old games on their hardware. They give it, they drip feed it, you know what I mean? And of course, there's licensing and, and there, there's a lot of issues that I'm sure Nintendo faces when it comes to like porting their old games to, to their newer systems. <laughs> but it's not hurting them. They're not losing money because the games aren't for sale anywhere else. Right. So right. I don't understand why they wouldn't just, if anything, it's people getting more interested in your games so that yeah. you can make a sequel or a remake. You know what I mean? If anything, it's, it's good for them. Yeah. People are getting into earthbound or mother three. You know what I mean? Like that boosts right. the public perception of earthbound and, and mother. Right. And then maybe they will make another game. Otherwise, no one's ever going to talk about these games. What's a mother? What's an Earthbound? You know what I mean? Like nobody, nobody would know what that shit was if we weren't still playing it on emulators and whatnot. But the other thing is too is they have to have telemetry from like the Nintendo Switch Online stuff that they offer, right? Yeah, and see how popular it is. Well, even when the the <laughs> games were available on the eShop back in the day with the virtual right. console, right? Like I'm right. sure they had the data to, yeah. to see how often people bought right. those games. So why aren't you doing it? This goes back. I mean, this is my always my issue with Nintendo, dude. They have the best software. They have unique, weird hardware, even though a lot of time it's underpowered. They have incredible IP. And they have all those things, yet they're still just the most dense ass backwards company I've ever seen. Like they're living just completely in their own world. 
and it's frustrating as a consumer, but from a business perspective, they probably are like, eh, well, yeah, we, we just, just sold 10 about... million copies of Zelda in three days. Right. I was just going to say, we just talked about last <laughs> week how Nintendo might be moving into the entertainment industry with the success of the Mario movie and, mm -hmm. and Super Mario World theme park. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so who knows, dude, maybe they maybe they'll lighten their load once they realize how important that IP is. Remember, we talked last week about how important it is to have that strong IP that Nintendo right. has. Right. You know, maybe that's maybe that's what they're going to realize. I don't know. I don't know. Like, and it doesn't last time. Go ahead. I was going to say, and it doesn't stifle innovation. I know it's Sega, but look at the no. Sonic. Look at Sonic and you're getting creators for the series from yeah, Christian that Whitehead. sphere to fucking create incredible the best, products. Yeah, one of the best games that Sonic has released, Sonic Mania, right? Yeah, uh, so I just I just fundamentally think they they don't know what's going on. They probably don't care. And I mean, who might argue, I guess? Well, here's the good thing. It's just not releasing on Steam. Oh, yeah. I mean, I still Often. have it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, everyone has it. Yeah. They were just going to put it on, on Steam, so it was right. even easier, right? Right, right. So uh, who cares? At this point, really? Fuck it. But um, yeah. Whatever. But it would it would be easier access for people that maybe don't have as much technical know-how or even where to look. Right. You know, so whatever. And you could get automatic updates and all the cool stuff that comes along with that. But Right. Right, and probably Steam database integration, and maybe even uh, what's it called, the workshop shit. Who knows? Right. Well, listen, anyway, more. more yeah, uh, yeah. So that's Nintendo for you. They're stuck in the past, but here's the thing: there's another company that wants to crack an even bigger deal with Nintendo, and that company is Comcast. We're gonna hop into this, but before we do, I want to give a little hook, a little message to everyone. If you're not subscribed, what's up, everybody? Josh and Brett here, sitting down to talk about cable and media giant Comcast trying to break into gaming with a deal involving EA, Nintendo, and even possibly Activision Blizzard. Comcast marks another entry in a long list of mega corporations trying to break into the gaming space. Comcast joins the ranks of Google and Amazon and trying to stick their nose into gaming as they realize how popular of a medium it is. Will Comcast fail or will they rise to the occasion? Yes. You there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought you froze. No. So listen, if you're interested in EA, Nintendo IP, wait a minute. Yeah, no, all right. Okay, this is totally botched. Yeah, go ahead, just start from the beginning. Yeah. If you're interested in EA, Nintendo IP, the happenings with Activision, Blizzard, gaming news, reactions, deep dives, and more, you are in the right place. Be sure to hit that subscribe button now to stay up to date on all of our content related to the world of gaming. By subscribing, you'll be part of a community of like-minded individuals who share your passion for gaming. Brett, without further ado, let's hop into the story, shall we? Let's do it. So, Josh, Comcast CEO Brian Roberts, no relation your, your to me. Your brother? Not my brother. Uh, he's an old man. Uh, Comcast CEO Brian Roberts considers his next big move in the transforming media landscape potentially exploring a deal involving EA, Nintendo, or Activision Blizzard if Microsoft's planned takeover fails, which it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. No. Uh, by the way, this is coming from mergers and acquisitions or themiddlemarket.com is where I found this story. Uh, as the largest cable and TV broadband provider in the U.S., Comcast has gotten too big to acquire literally any more cable companies. Yeah. But Brian Roberts has embraced the idea of owning more of the content in his cable system 
more of the content his cable system can deliver. His next big move will most likely involve Comcast Media Division, an entertainment business that includes the NBC Broadcast Network, a stable of cable channels, the Universal and DreamWorks movie studios, wow. streaming platforms including Peacock and a stake in Hulu, and theme parks. Just that alone, dude, that is too big. They own a lot. Christ. So we're actually hometown boys of Philadelphia. We're yeah. both from Philadelphia, and that is where Comcast has their headquarters. Yeah, so, so we are no strangers. Experience. We are no strangers to Comcast Xfinity. They own a lot. Yeah, they own too much. Uh, here's the deal: the company has already enjoyed blockbuster success with NBC Universal Pictures' adaptation of the popular Super Mario Bros. game, uh, making it the biggest box office hit of the year. Yeah, you're right. Did I say that right? Yeah. Adaptation. I, for some reason, I said Super Mario Bros. game, and I was like, wait, it's not a game, but it's an adaptation of the game. Uh, the timing of any major move by Roberts. This is very important, Josh. I'm listening. This is the part that you're going to fucking explode for. Yes. The timing of any major move by Roberts could be tied to a likely decision to sell Comcast Hulu stake early next year. Comcast and Disney have an agreement for Disney to purchase Comcast one-third stake in a deal that values Hulu at a minimum of $27.5 billion. Comcast, meanwhile, also has the option to uh, buy out Disney's majority stake. If Robert sells, he gets at least $9 billion to pump back into the business, fund a deal, or pay off investors in a share buyback. So the idea would be he would use that $9 million at least uh, to invest in billion, the gaming space. $9 billion. Billion, yeah. Into the gaming space. Um, I'll tell you where you can take that money. Where? Take it home and shove it up his ass. I think this makes a lot of sense for him. Seeing the success of of the Super Mario Bros. movie. Oh, sure. Seeing how he owns uh, Illumination. Sure. Universal. Oh, sure. Right. Maybe, Josh. I'm just saying Maybe. This is somehow related to our conversation we had last week about how Nintendo might just become the next Disney. Yeah. Um, it would make sense on the media perspective, right, to leverage video game IP. I, I get that. But I'll tell you my big problem. If they take any of that money and they use it to try to build a games division, invest in gaming, develop video games, I'm going to tell you the same thing. We told you about Google Stadia Amazon. and Amazon. It's going to fail because they don't know what they're doing. I don't. We don't want you here. They're in it can for I, the money rather than the heart. Right. Can I, I mean, can I say it any other way? We don't want you here. And this is another problem with the fucking Western gaming space. They're, they're talking about billions of dollars, money, and shareholders. And video games are unfortunately at a crossroads between art and commerce and i get that but there's a way to do it properly and there's a way not to do it properly and if i had to venture a guess comcast would not do it properly just just a thought right i mean we just talked about nintendo being kind of shitty with their practices but one thing they do really well is that nintendo holds on games even when they're finished because there's no rush and they can polish them they can work on them whereas in america it seems games are made and they have to hit the deadline of the shareholders Mm-hmm. That, the, that the shareholders set uh and it's all about the money yeah so it's a shame make money now fix it later that, exactly so here's the thing i mean out of the companies i mentioned 
I think they actually had a deal with EA that kind of fell through or they tried to do something with EA last year. This doesn't necessarily mean that Comcast is interested in acquiring no. any of these companies. No, I don't think so. It simply means they're they're trying to make a deal in, in right. some way to bring video games into their portfolio. Yeah, I agree. Listen, that's fine. I mean, I, I, I do get it from business perspective, but also, again, just please take your money and just shove it up your ass. I, I mean, this comcast is too big disney is too big these these fucking companies are too big they own everything how is this not monopolization how is it not monopolization and the actually the answer to that is that it is but everybody in the government just doesn't give a shit because they're all making money off of it too right so at least we get crossovers though dude why don't you fucking cross a fucking knife over my neck? Your Star Wars and your and your Disney so and your everything. I'm done with everything. Now. It's all I crossing over, hate, dude. Your Marvel. I hate it all. I want to cross yeah. my life into death. How about that? Cross my life into pieces. Cross over my life into death. All right, let's move on, shall we? Yes. All right, Brett. Uh, again, we have a little message for everybody here. What's up, everybody? It's Josh and Brett here sitting down to talk about a mind-blowing keynote from NVIDIA and the new system they revealed to support game development. Real quick, we got to talk about something. How do you yeah. say NVIDIA? Because I feel like you say NVIDIA. NVIDIA. It's Invi- NVIDIA. NVIDIA. NVIDIA, yeah. yeah you, I feel like you say NVIDIA. NVIDIA. Yeah. I'm just, just asking how you say it. NVIDIA. You sound like you're saying it correct. NVIDIA. Anyway... Uh, they revealed a new system to support game development called Ace. To say this is a game changer would be an understatement. This new tech could change the very landscape of video game development. That's right, Josh. So listen, if you're interested in AI within the world of gaming, NVIDIA, gaming, uh, gaming news, reactions, deep dives, and more, let me tell you right now, you are in the right place. So be sure to hit that subscribe button now to stay up to date on all of our current content related to the world of gaming by subscribing you will be a part of a community of like-minded individuals who share your passion for gaming without further ado let's hop into the story josh what is going on with nvidia and this ai so this is pretty wild so on may 28th jensen huang who is i think the ceo of nvidia nvidia wow i just did it you're right see wow i knew i heard you say it yeah you're right nvidia no yes yes nvidia Dude, now you're gonna. That's how I say it. Now you're Nvidia. Thinking about it. Anyway, on May 28th, Jensen Huang of Nvidia, the CEO, I believe, um, delivered a live keynote presentation. I think it was his first presentation in some like 82 years. Not really. But it was like four years. I need to say right now, he looked fresh as fuck with his dude, bomber jacket on. Like dude, he he's, looks. He's a good looking fella, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. doubt. He's he's fresh. Um, so Huang announced the Nvidia Avatar Cloud Engine, aka Ace, for games. And it is apparently a customizable AI model foundry service with pre-trained models for game developers. So that's that's a lot of words there. But basically, long story short, is that is it a it is a database of AI models that can use generative. Not only can you create avatars, but you can use generative voice models to have real time live interaction with the model, which is when you think about that in context of video games, it's insane. We'll talk about that more in a, in a second. But basically, it will give NPCs more character through AI-powered language interactions. And what he showed was a real-time AI in video game. Oh, my God. That's really bad. He showed off real-time AI in video games, and it's pretty insane. I don't even need that sentence there. 
anyway, basically, a human speaks and the NPC responds in real time, and the dialogue was generated with AI. Unscripted conversation. Instantaneously. That's yeah. that's a much better way to say it. It was an unscripted conversation with an AI avatar using this ACE engine. With a real voice from right. the player. Right. Real microphone recording. Right. Not recording. So, speaking. Right. Yeah, so a human spoke into the into a npc in a video game and the npc in the video game responded back in real time and Unsc- gave him a quest unscripted yeah gave him a fucking quest dude it's and crazy he, he was asked about it later on and apparently he was like you know he, right now it's not scripted to like go off and create a quest for you like it's not like it's creating something that doesn't actually exist in the game and right. making a new quest uh but that could be the future of of yeah. this technology which is insane dude that's that's what I want to hop into a little bit is like when you think about this. So if you if you were developing a video game, right, you create a world, you create maybe story beats, you create you know, rule parameters, you know, you create a world Bible, you create all these things. And then you have these AI models that are boxed into things that make sense within your world, but it's generative within that. Think about how expansive an experience with a video game could become. You would literally have like never ending amounts of cutscenes or not cutscenes, uh, side quests that yeah. you could have in your game. Basically, like they could just generate a quest for you. It's it's almost like a real living, breathing world, which is kind of yeah. weird. But yeah. it's literally like the real world where you can just walk up to somebody and talk to them and they yeah. tell you like a story that maybe wasn't even coded or written by the actual right. developers of the game. And you could train like I'm thinking about like if you have characters, right? Like you have character parameters. So you train specific generative character models, like of how they would respond Dude, I mean, this is it's a little scary when you think about the implications yeah. outside of video games, but within video games, it's pretty fucking cool. It, it's, I think even in video games, it's, it's a little scary because it's taking the creator mm-hmm. out of the game. I mean, listen, there still sure. has to be an engineer. And that's my thing with AI. I am not against AI by any means. I think it's a very great tool. And mm. we're in the very primitive stages of oh, AI yeah. right now, yeah. which is insane to even think about. Right. Uh, but I'm a, a huge supporter of AI in, in the workplace, in mm-hmm. gaming, and in, in all these different in entertainment, really. Um, like I saw, and I don't want to go off tr- too off topic here, but I saw AI being used to dub a movie in different languages mm. and to remove like explicit language so they can make a TV version of the movie mm. so it was that movie uh where the girls are stuck on that tower really high up in the sky i forget what it's oh called. uh yeah i know what you're talking about you know what movie i'm talking yeah, about yeah so there's a part where she's like i'm so fucking sick and tired of this and they used ai to m- move her make her mouth like not move mm. and they muted it and then they had her redub it and she said i'm so sick of this freaking so they had a TV version of it, and then they had and they used AI to make her mouth say "freaking" instead of well, "fucking," cool. and then they did it to do different languages. So we will no longer have live action dubs where you see the person's mouth moving mm. and different words are being you hear different words. We're actually in the future going to be able to have movies where actors are moving their mouths to the other language and it's dubbed to a different mm. language. That's so there's a lot of really cool things that you could do with AI right now, and it's in in entertainment already. It's being used all the time. Um, it is scary, and I think it's a little scary in the gaming world as well. But there mm. always has to be an engineer, so it's not like we're losing our jobs to AI. We're just actually creating a job because there has to be an engineer that knows how to tune the AI to get exactly what you like. Right. For example, with Midjourney, the AI isn't just—it doesn't exactly know exactly what you want. 
someone has to type in the perfect parameter to get the right. image that you want, right? right? For now. For now. For now. Yeah. Uh, my my thing is, I've, I've been to a bunch of workshops about AI, and my thing is, like, AI isn't going to steal our jobs, but if anything, someone using AI is going to steal your job if you're not mm. using AI. It's just another tool. Right. So, yeah. but uh, back into the video game space. I yeah. I mean, it's, the implications of this is pretty fucking insane. It's it's cool. And yeah, I just, I, I think, I think from a storytelling, like immersive or not immersive, emergent gameplay perspective, I mean, immersive too, but in, from an emergent perspective, um, I think really cool things could be done with this. And the fact that it's already available, it's like open source, well, not open source, but it's available for, for developers to use to not have to script your own like AI like yeah. in video games and like create parameters around. I, I mean, I'm, I could see implications with this too, about how combat interactions, you know, happen, how, what movesets are, you know, how, yeah. how enemies are integrated, you know, all, all those other things. I, I think this is massive and maybe could help de-bloat some triple a budgets with video games when you don't have to script a lot of this stuff yourself when you yeah. save development time and cost. I feel like the prototyping process alone could use this and oh, yeah. maybe it doesn't make it into the final build, but just using that to quickly generate some side quests to test out in the game. Like I feel like that would save a lot of time. Yeah. Much like I use AI to write certain text in oh, things yeah. for work. Right. Yeah. If you're not, what are you doing? Right. Yeah. Um, this isn't the first NVIDIA AI project I've seen. I saw another one where they used uh, AI to basically for podcasts or video content, you can make it look like the uh, the on-screen personality is always looking at their camera. So you could be looking, I could be looking at my screen reading and it looks like I'm looking at the, at the oh, camera. Yeah. So that's, and that's available. That is something you could download right now. We're going to start using uh, it. It's really good for like um, webinars or meetings mm -hmm. or something like that for work. Uh, but I can see even for like podcasting videos, stuff like that. Yeah. We could always be looking right at the camera. Yeah. That's cool. cool. So anyway, we'll see. Um, but I thought it was, I, I was pretty blown away by it. So I wanted to share. So, yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's really cool. And I'm glad you brought it up. Yep. All right, Josh, last thing for today. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're finishing up a little early, actually, depending on how long this takes. Um, but we're going to talk about the PlayStation showcase. So yeah, yeah, the showcase was last week, last Wednesday. Yeah. And here's the thing, Josh, I feel like, a lot of people were down on it. A lot of people. I was too. But I'm here to tell you that I thought there were some pretty cool things that they showed. There was some pretty cool things, no doubt. Do you have a, a list or something you could share with me of all the stuff that they Yeah. Have? Yeah. Um there you go, I put it in our there she is. Um, so yeah, I don't really want to go through each thing, but I do want to no. highlight a, a couple things. I think first of all, I mean, we're starting at the end. Well, maybe high level thoughts first. First of all, not enough first party stuff, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, not enough solid release dates Snake. or ro roadmaps. Um, <laughs> uh, not enough actual gameplay. There's a lot of CG trailers, which I just, I, I if you don't have a game to show me, I don't really want to get hype anymore for that. Um, yeah. but I do think there was some cool stuff in here. So I kind of want to maybe start at the end, uh, is Spider-Man yeah. two. Uh, I think it looks great. Um, I'm really excited. I almost feel like they showed maybe too much of it. Um, 
but it looks good. I'm excited. And uh, Spider-Man is bad and Miles is good. So, Yes, Peter's got the symbiote. Bad stuff's going on with Harry Osborn. Uh, Peter's very edgy. And and Craven's in the game. Yes. I think that this game, and I hope I'm not right. I hope, I think this game might be a little too ambitious. Um, Wow. We'll see. We'll see, man. I'm, I'm hoping it's great, but I feel like it might be a little too ambitious. There's a lot going on. Yeah. So Um, then we have Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater Delta or whatever announced. Um, It was leaked, unfortunately. I think the trailer was good. Again, it's CG. I don't really have much else to say about it other than I hope it's good and I'm excited for it. I'm excited that they're remaking three because that's the one I'm at right now in my mm-hmm. playthrough of Metal Gear Solid. So I'll yeah. be able to play it with the new entry, which is yeah. the remake, which is cool. Yeah, I only played one. I might go back and play one again with the, the up res or whatever they do. Yeah, um, with the I might do that too. Collection. Yeah, and then play two. Um, they also announced uh, the Q light or whatever it is. I am here to tell Q. you. I, yeah, I'm interested in the device. I also think it looks really fucking stupid. Just a split dual sense. It's a split dual sense with a screen in the middle, and it's only for remote play. Yeah. Uh, then they talk about Assassin's Creed Mirage. I don't think we have anything to say about Assassin's Creed. Uh, Alan Wake 2 coming out October 17th. This game looks fucking good. It's awesome. Uh, one of the two release dates I think we got in the entire showcase. Uh, this game looks good. It looks scary. And they are bringing in the entire Wake universe in regards to not just the Alan Wake game, but Control and as well, well, I guess Remedy Universe and stuff they're bringing in from Quantum Break too. Yeah, I am so here for this game. The colors in the trailer, I, I love the just the vibe of Alan Wake Two. Way more horror. So far. Way more horror. Yeah, and the color for some reason the colors really get me. Like the first trailer we got, it was like black and white was the theme. Mm-hmm. Now they're introducing some red. I don't know. Like it's just like I love it, dude. That game is going to slap. I'm here to tell you it's going to be a 10 out of 10 for me. I can't wait for it. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy 16, they showed Did not more. need to be here. Absolutely did not need to be here after doing an entire showcase from it a couple weeks ago. Didn't need to see more. That being said, that game looks awesome. It's going to slap. Yep. Uh, Dragon's Dogma 2, this is big for a lot of people. I've tried Dragon Dogs, my, Dragon's Dogma 1. wasn't really my cup of tea, but I know people are excited for it. You have anything to say about that? I, I wanted to get into Dragon's Dogma 1, so maybe I'll, I'll play that before too. Yeah. Um, our friend Dave is like really big into yeah. it and he speaks high praises. It's very dense. The first game is very dense. But now I played it when I was younger, so I feel like I'd probably have a higher propensity for it now. But well, well, dude, he just Snapchatted me. So he's like one of the biggest Zelda heads I know. Dave. Yeah. yeah. He just Snapchatted me the other day. He wasn't playing Tears of the Kingdom. He was playing Dragon's Dogma. Mm-hmm. And and I looked at his Switch profile. He hasn't even gotten Tears of the Kingdom yet. My oh, man boy. is just he is just still playing Dragon's Dogma. So I believe you when you say that it is very dense because yeah. it seems that that's all he plays. Yeah. Um, Bungie announced Marathon, which is bringing back an old IP. It's supposed to be a first-person um, extraction shooter. extraction-based shooter. I don't have anything to say about that. It was a CG trailer. Glad to see Bungie doing something else. I like the visuals. They said that they were very inspired by Mirror's Edge, which mm-hmm. I think was very apparent. Yeah, clean with uh, very select colors. Yeah. Yeah. Street Fighter Six. Nothing more to say about it. Don't even know if we needed this either. Yep. Uh, Haven Studios Fair Game Money Sign was that there? Was that the showcase as well? Yeah, CG I don't even trailer. really remember that. It opened the show. It looked uh, like um, Watch Dogs. Like I didn't know what I was getting. Well, everybody, everybody that has worked on Ubisoft or on Watch Dogs is here, including the art director. So that's why. Yeah, get ready for that. 
Talos Principle 2, I played the first game. It was good. Um, this was a nice announcement. Uh, one of the most abysmal fucking you win the dumbest fucking game at the showcase award, Foam Stars. Yeah, it's a hero Lego, shooter, right? Lego, or is it? It is the Splatoon copy, but with foam. Ah, jizz, foam. Like come shot. Yeah, Plucky Squire looked pretty cool. Yeah, I've been hype on that game. Yeah. All right, we're and, just going through everything now at this point. Yeah, I don't know what else do you have to say. Oh, uh, Hellblade, Helldivers two. Yeah, Helldivers two is cool, and it's not. It doesn't look like it's top down anymore. No. Um, a lot cool. more was shown off. I don't want to talk about literally every single thing that they showed because yeah. there's a lot. But um, anything overall else big. No, not um, really. Uh, well, not I don't really. want to say that because there's going to be yeah, a fan some, of some, some some PSVR games were there. Our Resident Evil heads would be happy to hear yeah, that. I think we got the VR. the big ones. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's that. Now, here's the deal. We have a voicemail I want to play to end the show. Mm-hmm. This is coming from our friend Steven. Uh, he used to be one of the hosts here on Hapticast, and he wanted to call in and let us know his thoughts of the showcase. So, unfortunately, I can't pause. Wait, maybe I can. Hey, fellas. It's Steven. Okay, I can pause. Okay, cool. So, if we want to pause and, and talk about one of his points, we can. Okay. Um, I just... Start over. Hey, fellas. It's Steven. Um, I just watched the PlayStation Showcase. Particularly, Josh, react to it. Yeah. Uh, great Live. job, Josh. We love you. Um, however, I got to give Rattle off some uh, takes off of the showcase. Okay. Um, I didn't think that was very good at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this is exactly where you were as well after finishing the showcase, correct? Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. And I think it's worth mentioning this is coming literally, I think, as soon as the showcase ended, Stephen uh, called in. So mm-hmm. these thoughts are directly off the rip. However, he did say over the weekend, now he feels even worse than, yeah. than this. Me, me too. I liked some of the uh, stuff at the beginning, particularly like the independent uh, work from the uh, studio that did Grease or Bryce or whatever that like chill indie, like sad thing is called. Sad book. Yeah. Great music, great vibes, and this had a similar feel. Um, the this is so long, dude. Night in the Woods team, I'm very How excited long? about. It's still not even showing up on the waveform. Oh, so I have like a little square of an yeah. icon and the waveform goes across the whole thing. I'm going to listen. I called that in my uh, unprofessional GG review of the game, the best written game I've ever played. Uh, perhaps that shows my limited palette for that type of narrative focused games, but I still think that holds true. Uh, so that's exciting. Okay. There was some other cool stuff that Phantom Blade Zero with the that game looked cool. It was all right, um, not really for me. And it, it I, I, had to, I said this to you guys, but it felt like an Xbox showcase to me. Um, yeah, because it's for the good and the bad. So I agree. It did feel like an Xbox showcase. Yeah, it felt it, like a showcase from a studio that I'm going to say it ain't got games. Yeah, and they haven't talked in two years. So The good is thing is, we know now that PlayStation has another state of play or something for later this year. Yeah, maybe. That's the rumor. Yeah, well, we'll see. Right, like, they had a lot of third-party support. Um, some of their exclusives, like Final Fantasy sixteen. Again, I don't think we had to see that game. It's like a month away, even though right. it's 
going to be in the game of the year conversation. It looks outstanding. Everyone said it plays outstanding. Um, got all the makings of an absolute banger and maybe one of the best Square Enix like epic games they've made in like quite some time, which I think is something that hasn't really been uh, talked about. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, um, you know, hell, hell divers too. I almost said hell racers too. Hell divers too. Like <laughs> fun with friends, but yeah, you know. So that's something I want to talk about. Hell divers too could be fucking awesome because yeah. it, to me, it looks like hell divers one, but with like a returnal graphic. Right, style. They, and they move it to more of it looks like a third person shooter instead of yeah, top down. That could be really really fun, yeah. Because Hell Divers was actually pretty fun. Oh, it is fun. It's very hard and very annoying. Yeah, well, it's a roguelite, right? So you you're supposed to. Yeah, but your friends can kill you. So whatever, maybe it will have a little more salty. In the first one, because the gameplay is kind of different. Uh, the new studios, uh, there's a lot like the Jade Raymond studio, like fun games or whatever with a, a money sign. I don't get it. Um, <laughs> the same dude, Splatoon, but with studs. Uh, from Square <laughs> Enix is probably the most confusing, baffling thing I've like ever seen. I don't understand it. Um, we obviously know, uh, trying to think what else they can show. There's so, so much like. You know, there was like an indie Breath of the Wild ripoff, okay. Uh, indie like Minecraft slash Lego ripoff. Uh, I don't even know. I, is it getting a lot of like studios I never heard of and a lot of like CG, not actual gameplay. Yeah. Oh, it cut him off. Here's part two. All right. So uh, got hung up on by your freaking robot. Um, so I'll be a little you, quicker. You talked for three like, minutes, I bro. Explained. I think it was like an Xbox showcase. Uh, no first party basically whatsoever, except Spider-Man 2, which obviously looks great, but not even a release date for that. It's bizarre. That's bizarre. Uh, oh, Last of Us multiplayer. No. Which we now know is delayed. I think the Sucker Punch, no blue points or bend. I uh, don't... Didn't seem like the things were ready, so I don't really know how you come out two years late he says that, but sources claim they have a lot ready. Yeah, but then why didn't they show it? I have no idea. Yeah, sus. For two years from their last showcase and showed it, if I'm being honest with you. Like, you had your chance to put the foot on the gas after an embarrassing last few weeks from Microsoft and Xbox. And then, like, today, Xbox fucking trolling you on Twitter, being like, oh, these games look great. And, like, most of them are, like, going to be released on xbox like that showed so true uh, well, i'm like what is going on sleepy jim ryan at the wheel like the car the, the car is drifting off the road a little bit and you know it's not going to affect anything in the console race they're going to be fine they're well positioned yada 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 but like you know we have higher expectations on you guys because you're the better game developer you're the better you know uh planning of your hardware and other things like that. So, um, again, to reiterate from the first message, but in condensed form, uh, not really good at all. Some <laughs> interesting, nice things that they showed, but reminded me of what we've seen with Xbox. We haven't liked what we've seen with Xbox for good reason, for years yeah. now. And this was a step backwards. I really don't have any other way to describe it. 
Uh, you can understand that the studios aren't ready to show the stuff yet, but like, True. maybe you don't hype this up as much, or you don't, or you don't make it as long too. It was like over an hour. Like, yeah, it was specifically a showcase and not a right. state of play. Exactly. Right. It was one of again. They haven't had one in like two years, so yeah. the hype was real. It was. This could have been broken up into two different things, in my opinion. Well, maybe it is, and that's kind of what the rumors are are pointing at, right? But yeah. Whatever, I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say and uh, give your overall takes and like seeing what's ahead because it, this is like their last big showcase for most of the year. Uh, with nothing really pot committed. I uh, don't really know how to feel. If Microsoft has a good showcase, like a lot of first party with gameplay and like a plan for the next 12 plus months mapped out, they can do a decent amount. Not entirely, but a decent amount to erase the last shitty weeks they've had, and frankly, the last few years they've had with the uh, this new generation. That's true. Anyway, uh, thanks for taking the call, and I didn't think I would get cut off, but uh, I'll just squeeze it in this time. So thanks again, guys. All right, so Stephen, just so you know, what, a, what an excellent phone call. He was eight minute, eight seconds off from getting cut off again. <laughs> <laughs> it does three minute chunks and he was literally eight minutes away from getting cut off a eight second seconds time. yeah so yeah. uh listen Sorry. yeah thank you for the call steven uh, i agree with everything he said i mean and, he should uh, just come on at this point i mean yeah. that was yeah yeah expert analysis and listen if you want to come on the show as well remember it's 904 true cult so you know call and uh, leave a message with your we'll thoughts play six minutes stuff. of uh, six yeah. minutes of your audio <laughs> now steven steven gets as much time as as he wants everybody else doesn't get that much time so well, yes. All right, Brett. That's it. That's the show. That's 107. Uh, what do you have to say to the people before we leave? I just want to say thank you to everyone for watching our last what, couple of videos. Because I'm you got to play this song. I want to thank everybody for watching. You know, our last couple of videos have done really, really well. So thank you for checking those out, and especially thank you to our subscribers. Thank you for clicking that subscribe button. We really appreciate you. On the road to 1,000 subs. We are going to do some kind of a special giveaway. I'm telling you right now, I don't know what it is, but when I figure it out, I'm sure we'll get even more subscribers. So thank you to the OGs that have been here. I love you. Goodbye. <laughs>